This is by no means an original idea, and before the Emma Chamberlain fans come at me, I know she did an episode of this this week, but I want to do my own version of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scattered, the podcast. Welcome to Scattered the Podcast. It is I, your host, Katie Gallagher, once again for another episode. I don't particularly know when this episode is going to come out um, because I know we have lots of plans already for the week ahead, but I just said I wanted to, when I was in the emotions, I said I was going to get this recorded because usually when I'm in, I know we've talked about, like, I've talked about anxiousness and stress and whatever and not being able to cope or whatever, but I've never gotten myself in the moment and I think that I'm the same with songwriting as well I never seem to get myself when I'm in the moment or have time to do the expressing my feelings or the writing down my feelings in the moment but this is the first time where I actually can do that so I'm gonna do it I come to you from my window seat as you can probably hear the blinds making noise it's a very misty foggy day I went out for a run I'm gonna talk about that in a minute and yeah it's it's strange weather but it's still whether you can go outside and do something. So, lucky us. Um, how are you all being? I know I'm hitting you with a lot of content these next two weeks and this week. But um, it's Wednesday evening, sorry. I forgot to mention that. It's Wednesday evening. Um, class have been taught. Students have been seen. And... I have to turn it off now. I Even if it means I have to talk into this mic for an hour and turn off my phone for a while, um, it's good. I want to say this before I start. That this, lo- this episode, I really don't want to come off as moaning and oh, woe is me. Because I totally understand there are more people in the world who have so much more going on. I've been lucky. I've never got COVID, touch wood. And I have never, um, I've never, my family haven't had it. And if they have had it, they've gotten over very, very quickly. Um, so I realise that I'm coming from, and I have my job. Hello, I have my job, I can work. Um, and I just wanted to say that I do realise how privileged and how lucky I am in this pandemic. That I'm kind of in the bracket of people who haven't been forgotten about. I know when we were talking about dis- the disability conversation. The people with, dis- with disabilities and people who are differently abled or whatever way you want to call it. Are, have been totally forgotten about. Healthcare workers have been totally forgotten about. And I know that. And I want you guys to realise that I'm not trying to do a woe with me. Oh the poor me. I just wanted somewhere to rant. And this is my place to rant because... My friends are all busy and they're all going through their own things as well. And obviously I have a fantastic support group of friends. But I just wanted to throw it out here as well. Because I realise I have a young pe- I have younger people listening as well. And there is an awful difficulty to this time around to show that you are dealing with it better than what you want people to deal with it. Um... So I just wanted to share my my story, my no, story, I suppose is not the weird, my experiences, I should say. And I wanted to let you guys know that even if you're listening to this as maybe you may be listening to this as a parent whose child is going through it. um, maybe this is I'm just talking as a child. I'm very lucky that my mother is very, very um patient with me. And um, I just would hope that you would have the same thing there. So if you need any adv- advice on how to deal with it, I'll hopefully give some as well. Okay, I want to talk about burnout today. And I was listening to I went for my uh, walk this morning and I was listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast because my Spotify is banjaxed. Whoever is in charge of Spotify, can you please let me actually listen to my music without getting halfway through a song before you like cut down the whole app? It's so frustrating. And when I'm running now, I have to run like to nothing or to a podcast, which is awful. I will never, ever trust people who run without headphones. I just won't trust you. I just won't. Because like, who wants to hear yourself pant? I certainly don't. I don't hear myself. Like, I just can't. I just, anyway, side note. 
she was talking about life burnout and she was saying a a lot of things that were resonating with me that I've been definitely dealing with this time around and um I know some of you have been dealing with this because some of you have been talking to me especially with the from the COVID rant episode that I did a lot of you have been messaging me talking to me about this so I feel like what I'm about to say might resonate with some people I want to share some things I just want to say beforehand I am going to talk about exercising I am going to talk about eating so if anybody has any issues or any triggers in that conversation please know that this is coming up you do not have to listen to this episode I do not want to trigger Twitter I do not want to trigger anyone isn't it funny how those two words sound very similar hmm anyway um I don't want to trigger anybody so if you are someone who is easily triggered by food the conversation of exercise the conversation of nice food and cooking and whatever and I'm also probably going to talk about my dealings of mental health it may contain some stuff that might trigger you so just be warned I don't want you to put yourself in any position to be uncomfortable just to support me okay so full permission turn it off this lockdown is really difficult this time for everyone because the first one the weather was good everybody was out this was something new and even though it was a shit situation I was still kind of like oh this is new this is exciting what new things can we do in this Second time, we were looking forward to Christmas. We were like, yeah, this will all be over by Christmas. We'll, we'll be fine. This time, it just seems like there is no end. And it just seems so monotonous. And I'm personally really fed up. I'm on, I feel a lot of pressure to keep my businesses going, my business going, as in the music school and I'm so lucky that I have Danny as a business partner keeping my head in the game and keeping me focused on the final goal because if it were just me by myself again as in in the management side of it obviously my team are fantastic but um if I if it was just me I think I would have lost the rag by now <laughs> lost it and I, I should say lost and not regained it like I with Danny kind of helps me regain the rag if that makes sense um I think I share um, a lot of similar sentiments with a lot of other business owners now at the minute that it's kind of like my child. The music school is like a child. And although the circumstances are very, very tough, like I, f- I still feel responsible that it's failing. But it's not failing. It's just going against tough times at the minute. But like I feel like a real big failure. I just feel like... I've put my child out there in secondary school or in primary school and they're getting bullied and they're they're really failing to socialise, that type of thing. So I don't know. I just feel... Even though I know in rational senses it's not my fault be- um, because I'm doing all I can and that's not the, anyone's fault. It's just the way COVID's going. But yeah, that's how I feel. I have music coming out on the 12th of February, but I just can't... F- I can't get myself excited for it. I don't know why. And I, I am genuinely happy to be released to music again. But I just cannot get myself excited for it. And then for school, the kids are so tired. Morale is so low right now in schools. And I do my best to try and make it happy and good for them. But like... and And again... This can be, I don't know what your feelings are for the teachers in this situation. I don't really particularly care. But you just come out of a day at school of online teaching where you only reached, where only as, this is not student blaming by any means, so don't take this as student blaming, but like only half your class came in. Only one or two of them actually answered you with the mic. Um, If you did a project, only three of them hand the project in. And you start thinking to yourself, well, what's wrong with is like okay you have to be proper and think okay reflect what is the issue of my teaching is it something that my teaching is doing and then when you realize no it's not your teaching and it's not the student's fault it's just a situation and you just come out of the class every day thinking how shit of a teacher you are well I do anyway I don't know why but my students are brilliant like I really do I do love getting up and seeing the teach the students every day and they sometimes they give me such good stories like my my second years are brilliant for um just don't start the the, the 
please don't start like oh your second years are your favorites um I don't have favorites but they are funny like at the end of the class we kind of give five minutes of chat and whatever and they'll put in funny gifts and stuff and they'll make me laugh and it's just really nice and they're not obviously they don't do it for my benefit they do it for their own but it's, it's nice to see that as well but online school is really tough and I cannot imagine how it would feel well actually I do know how it feels for the leaving certs because I have lots of leaving cert students and it's so stressful and for me I'm going to talk about it later as well um about mentally how I'm coping I feel like the lockdown has really it's really kind of exposed my imposter syndrome as you can probably hear from the conversation that I just had there um like I'm constantly feeling that I'm not good enough and I feel like a lot of people are feeling that especially now as well like you could be the hardest worker going you can be the busiest person the brightest smile and you could still not feel good enough and I don't I don't know how to fix it I don't know what I don't know what part of me is going to just switch and I'll feel like I'm doing something right I don't I don't know maybe when this Covid is over and we're back to normal life it'll go away I don't know but just between everything I just feel like it's not enough do you know what I mean and then you're trying to be rational and you're like well you can't do what you need to what you in your head need to do to be enough because it's lockdown um it's a catch-22 really and Imposter syndrome is real. For those of you who don't know what it is or for, never heard the phrase before, it means that you feel like you don't belong or that you don't deserve a seat at the table. And that is a constant struggle for me, which I'm going to talk about later. But yeah, like I said, it's extremely stressful <laughs> to be in that constant headspace and constantly telling yourself you're not good enough. And you try all your affirmations all you want. It's the way I, for me, I've, I'm really trying I'm really trying but it's just such a hard habit to shake once you're in it that's why I feel stupid to talk about these things because I'm like hey I've done my leaving cert I've done my college degree I have my job I shouldn't be giving out but it's important that it doesn't matter in what level of life you're in or what position you're in or what upper class lower class middle class this is difficult for everyone to, and again two degrees two degrees like I totally understand influencers for example there's no need for them to be doing the elaborate house parties the elaborate holidays when they live in millions of dollars of million dollar mansions or whatever so it's all in degrees I understand that but that's school um I just it's so frustrating because and Emma Chamberlain mentioned this in her podcast we're well, not all of us, but I'm sure anyone who listens to this are, we're doing our best guideline-wise. Like, I'm doing everything right. I'm sticking to myself. I'm wearing my mask. I'm not, I'm not interacting with anyone apart from my bubble. Like, I'm, I'm not told, I'm not seeing anybody. I'm staying at home. If I go for a run I and I meet someone on the run, I remove myself either on the other side of the road or I'm, I run onto the road to not get too close to them. Like, I'm doing everything technically right and I still feel like shit like and it's so frustrating that the people who are doing it right and doing these things right that we're the ones who are suffering because we're the ones who feel shit and lonely when there are people who are not following the guidelines living their best lives and they're not even noticing there's a pandemic on because they're being with friends or whatever. Emma Chamberlain also said in her podcast uh, she was worrying about social skills and anyone who knows me knows I'm a talker I am a person who loves to talk to people like that's why I want to be a teacher because I meet new people every day that's why I wanted to be a business owner because I see different families and different um students every day like I just love it but now you get me in a room with more than three people and I get uncomfortable and I am petrified that that's going to stay and that's not going to go away and that I've lost a piece of myself. I feel like I feel like this lockdown for all of us I suppose has taken a piece of ourselves away. Like for me it's taken away the joy of wanting to be around people or wanting to talk to people. Like for example 
I want to interview so many different people for this podcast. Do you think I have the balls to text them and say, hey, I want to talk to you for an hour on this podcast? Like I'm petrified, absolutely petrified to talk to people now. And I don't know why. Um, I don't understand because I was always an outgoing person and now I'm just, I would much rather spend four hours at home alone in bed than out with other people and talking to people and that's scary and I don't like the way I've gone that way maybe have you experienced this have you experienced that your social skills have gone down um have you experienced that you'd rather be alone now maybe again like I've said before in other episodes this is my first lockdown where I'm actually living by myself so it could be just a mix of the newfound freedom and the newfound peace and quiet of your own space but I don't know I'm scared guys I'm really scared Another thing Emma mentioned was how her hobbies that she had gained in the first lockdown and the second lockdown, well for America it's been like one permanent lockdown and she found that the hobbies that she had don't hold the same thing anymore, they don't hold the same magic and I can really relate to that and I'm sure a lot of you guys can too, like I know there's this joke in Ireland about the banana bread and the amount of banana bread we all made and whatever Um. But I definitely spent this lockdown getting into running, um, trying to be as active as possible. Like I run three times a week. I do my shreddy, which is five times five times a week. Um, to be honest, I kind of bull like I do the three the three days of running, and then I bunch the five, the five exercises for the week into like a few days. But anyway, that's beside the point. And the one thing that used to calm my nerves down would be, right, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, run. If I'm feeling anxious, feeling overwhelmed, get out and get exercising. And I just, it just doesn't hold the same thing for me anymore. So you might be feeling the same. Maybe it's not with running that you were feeling the same with, but maybe it's with, I don't know, maybe you were cooking. Like for me, I'm taking up cooking. So if anyone has any recommendations of any good cookbooks, please send them my way. I'm going to cook more. I'm going to try and be sustainable um, with my cooking because I feel like I've been doing all this workouts, all these workouts, I should say, all this work and it's showed no results. Like I had a picture of myself at the start of the lockdown and I've looked at myself now and it's just been a fluctuation of wishing I was a bit more toned. Like I know my, my, I'm not as big as I used to be, but like it's something I really want to work on and it's very frustrating. And I do get very upset with it. But yeah, what can you do? What can you do? I think, and especially now, and if any of my younger listeners are listening, with when it comes to your body, just be proud that your body got you this far, okay? Um, and obviously, everyone is going to have gained a little bit of weight during this lockdown, okay? Um, and your weight doesn't define who you are. And I really, I really... I never actually realised that saying until I've just said it out there now. Your weight does not define who you are. Because if anyone was to ask to describe me, like if I asked my siblings to describe me, they wouldn't say she's a size 12. Do you know what I mean? They wouldn't say she's a size 10 on the bottom. Do you know what I mean? They, they wouldn't say that. They would say about my personality. Like you look at how your friends would... How would you say it? Look at how your friends would um, describe you. How would they talk about you when you're not there? How would they describe you to someone who's never met you? They're not going to say fat, skinny, thin, medium build. They're going to describe your personality. They're going to describe if they have to, facial features. It's very rare, and I'm just thinking there myself now. It's very rare that I explain, or if I... I'm trying to think of the last time I had to explain a friend to another friend. And the only thing I would ever say about appearance is that they are beautiful. But what makes them beautiful? Their personality, the way they are with people. Yeah. I feel like I've had an epiphany there. Because I've been saying it all my life, the weight won't define me. But it never really kicked in there until just now, when I just said that. But yeah, I'm worried that running and the like... Now I'm in a good routine now. I'm in a good routine when I'm on lunchtime 
quote unquote lunchtime for online school. I do my workouts then. I go for my runs. I I do my best and I have a new Fitbit coming that's not gonna burn the arm off me. So I like I can keep track of everything, but I just I'm scared that I've lost interest. I've just lost interest in things and my ability to focus is gone. Now having said that, th- things are very busy at the minute, but it's gotten to the point now where when my phone beeps an email, when an email goes off, and you know the the Outlook emails like I shudder because both Tremolo Entertainment is uh, Outlook and both the school is Outlook and I I get so worried. Like the team's meeting noise puts me in a frenzy and the only time I've ever felt like this is when I was trying to get away from an ex and the phone ring and I'd be worried that it was him or when I was in a business um, partnership or music business partnership thing and this particular person in the business department the business music thing would always message me on messenger and every time I heard the messenger thing I would panic and I'm at the same crack now and it's really frustrating so but like and everyone's like oh just turn off your phone just turn off your phone it's all well and good to say turn off your phone and this is the same for the kids we say this to students all the time turn off your phone all well and good to say turn off your phone when that's the only way you can contact people now like the only way I can contact my friends is through the phone or through social media because I can't see them like I know when I was going out with in the, in the first lockdown I would I tried to write a few letters and I liked writing letters but I never got any back so like we could go old school and say I'm going to write you a letter but that's only if the two parties want to get involved Um, I just feel like we need to be careful when we say just turn off your phone because a lot of people and Emma Emma Chamberlain said this in her episode that she is turning off her phone she's not talking to people and she's actually burning bridges so we have to be really careful and as well hello my business is online now my whole fucking business is online my whole the way I communicate to my clients the way I communicate to my students that's online how can you turn off a phone like yes six o'clock turn it off that's fine but then what happens when your friends want to talk to you or what happens when what usually happens is when it comes to music or when it comes to tremolo the messages come in after six o'clock because that's the only chance that other people will get that the parents will get to text me so I don't know I just it's a catch-22 I hate my phone so much I hate it and I I didn't expect to get emotional during this conversation I, I just kind of expected to say it but I just hate technology right now and I try my best to be positive I'm trying to be positive with you but it's getting really fucking difficult to pretend that you're okay when you're not and it's really it's really fucking condescending actually because I look back on my stories and I'm like oh it's I'm not great but it's gonna be fine I'll be positive like that's fucking annoying if you're having a shit time I've never been one to mince my words ever honesty has been an incredibly important thing to me and I don't care if this resonates with you or if you think this one's looking for sympathy I don't care I have to be honest and by being honest to myself is when I say it out loud and it just so happens that a mic is in front of me when I say it out loud. I just feel shite and everyone feels shite and there isn't, there's not even, usually when a load of people feel shite there's always something to lift the tension and lift the air and nothing has seemed to happen at the moment. It's getting a bit of a pity party here, sorry. But then again, when I think about it, I do, I'm saying pity party, but really, I'm not really saying anything that's not something that I can get on with. Do you know what I mean? I can get on with the fact that I'm worried about these things. It's, yeah, it's it's at the moment keeping me up at night and I'm not sleeping about it, but like, I'm going to be fine. It'll be fine in the end. But yeah, I think it all kind of stems into what I'm about to talk about which is the mental health and whatever and um, it also has amplified anything as well like I feel like all of us any if we even had anything beforehand like ang- anxiety stress and um, depression whatever it, this lockdown has amplified it and that's an obvious statement to make I know that but um, yeah I just feel like I just want to dump it all out because so often and it's a constant thing people message about like what do you want me to talk about and they're like talk about 
mental health is a normal person. So here we go. Here's my thing. And I want to just say beforehand, I am no, I'm, I'm nobody special. Really nobody special. All right. I just feel on a selfish level, if I say it out loud, it will make it more relevant for me to try and deal with the situation. And also, maybe there are people out there because I've I've had these moments myself where I've looked up to people and not that anyone looks up to me but stay with me I'm getting there um so like I look up to certain people or I really admire certain people from afar and say Jesus they really seem to be on the ball and there seems to be nothing wrong with them and really underneath they have so many issues going on and I'm not saying anyone looking up to me and I'm not saying I have a lot of issues or anything like that I'm just saying that maybe I give off the impression that everything's okay and dandy and that might make somebody feel shit I should be okay and dandy um and just know that there's this going on and uh, that sounds so fucking full of myself oh my god there's the imposter syndrome again I don't mean it that way I hope you you know how I mean it I don't mean it that way. Oh, for God's sake, shut up, Katie. I've never been diagnosed, okay? I've never, ever been diagnosed with anything. So this is just kind of my conclusions that I've come to. Um, I've been in and out of counselling since I was in TY because um, family breakup, kind of, mum wanted us to just go in and talk. Never really liked it. Really should get back to it. Really, really should. Um, And just while we're on that note everyone should be in counselling everyone should do some form of counselling whether you need you quote-unquote need it or not everyone should be given the opportunity to sit in a room with a stranger and get the help that you need or get the coping mechanisms like it's very much a case of prevention instead of dealing with the problem when it's there if we all just went to terror like I just wish we would take the mental health part of this country a lot more seriously than we do like there's no money for it and it's really sad but anyway I digress the thing with counselling is really difficult because for an hour it makes you sit and face whatever you're doing whatever feelings you have and I didn't like that at all and I also felt really fucking stupid to have been there because I was I remember her name was, I forget her name, never mind, I forget her name. Actually, I do remember her name, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say it or not, just for her own privacy, but I remember sitting in the room with her. I came home from college one day and I went to see her for a session and I remember sitting in front of her, bawling my eyes out over things that have cropped up over the week and just sitting there and thinking, I'm so fucking stupid, like, this woman has to listen, well, it doesn't have to, she she listens and helps victims of abuse, she helps people who are suicidal, she helps the, 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 the lowest of, not the lowest of the low, the people who are at the lowest point in their lives. And I'm here whinging over some daddy issues and a boy, a, a boy, and feeling like I don't belong and... That was, I think, was the worst thing about the counselling for me because I just felt like I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve a chance to talk to somebody because my problems are so small in the grand scheme of things. And I think a lot of people have that with counselling. That's why a lot of people are afraid to go in sometimes because they don't want to firstly face what they have to face and then secondly, they don't want to be wasting a counsellor's time and be wasting somebody's... Like, I was so lucky that my mum put me in to counselling and gave me the opportunity to talk to somebody and saw how important it was to talk to somebody um and I'm very very lucky that I had that chance but a lot of people who who need it maybe more than me they they need it too so it's just I felt like I again imposter syndrome came in there and I was like even it I don't know and I maybe some of you have felt this way if you wanted to share your experience, you can. But like, I really do shout out to the counsellors because she never once made me feel that way. It was all in my head. But um, yeah, it was it was difficult. And maybe I should have, I should have been so, I should have stopped worrying about what she thought and worry about what I thought, maybe. I don't know. But I would say, having talked to a doctor 
and having talked to um, a doctor I trust, they've come without doing the proper test. They've come to the conclusion that it's very it's um, anxiety and stress with depressive tendencies. I suppose is a good way of putting it. Um, I'm very high functioning anxiety. So like when I'm anxious, I just get and I go and get the job done. When I'm too stressed, I will shut down. Um, and which is happening right now, <laughs> I tell you. Um, last night especially, I the phone just would not stop beeping with emails and stuff. And I just like, ah, I'm shutting down now. And then sometimes there are days where I don't want to get out of bed and I don't want to talk to anybody. But I, I, I don't know. It's it's a difficult conversation, I suppose. But I just want to show you, tell you that from what I gather, again, I'm not an expert and I would like to reiterate that I'm not an expert. I will get experts on soon. But from what I can gather is everything, every mental health issue we can have is high functioning and low functioning from what I'm gathering from the research that I've done. So the high functioning side would be you're able to get up in the morning, you're able to go and do your work and then the minute you kind of, you're you're able to push through it to work through it and whatever. And then obviously low functioning would be you can't get out of bed, you can't, and a lot of people don't talk about this and now it's, I, don't, I haven't had these symptoms um, myself but I know people who've had, they can't get out of bed, they can't go to the toilet, they can't have a shower they can't physically make themselves do these things I know there was actually a joke going around on TikTok at the moment uh, about it and it's not really nice at all but yeah I would like to consider myself high functioning but I'm definitely very anxious I'm definitely very stressed and I don't deal well with them so with this lockdown I suppose being anxious um I let me put it to you this way if I think I've said something online could have offended somebody else I will go into a spiral for two hours worrying about whether that person saw it before I took it down or whether you know what I mean um I and like the thing couldn't wouldn't even have made any sense to the other person do you know what I mean but I'll have it made up in my head um and don't even get me started on when I get the text call me when you're free or let me know when you're free or I need to talk to you and I and I just snap something in me I just can't sit in it I cannot sit I cannot relax I have to get it sorted and the thoughts of confrontation get me totally now having said that saying all these things now I know if my sister hears this she's gonna be like fuck cop on you pussy or whatever like but yeah it's it's got to the point now where I can't function because I get that stressed out over the little things that I make up in my head so I really need to learn coping mechanisms for that <laughs> panic attacks are shit they really are shit um for those of you who haven't had one what happens it changes for lots of people but what will happen is you'll obviously get a shortness of breath you'll lose focus the whole shebang um and they're shit and I have I had one recently and it's just, I forgot how shit they were. So that's my story. That's me. Um, very anxious, very high functioning, anxious though. Um, and I need to get back into counselling actually. Oh my God, I need to talk to somebody again. Jesus Christ, I really do. Now, the next part of this would be when this episode comes out and people listen to it and they'll give you the look. Um, I find when anybody talks about mental health now mine is on a very minor scale in comparison to what some people have to go through so I totally understand that but even with the likes the of, of anxiousness or whatever um, or stress or whatever um, or whatever depressive tendencies whatever you want to say I don't know um, people will kind of look at you they kind of be like is she okay if we ask her something, is she going to break now? And no, I'm not going to break. I'm fine. I just have these weak periods um, where I just can't function. Sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. I do get out of bed because I have a lot of work to do. So again, that's the high functioning side of it. Um, And sometimes the thoughts get to a really, really dark place. And look, I'm sorry, but let's be honest, if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about the whole lock of it. Um, And it's not being sensitive and it's not being um, 
it's not choosing to be sad as some people will pass it off as. It's not that. Because believe me, if I had any choice I wanted, I wouldn't be like this. I wouldn't be anxious all the time. Believe me, it's enough stress. My head is splitting from it. The migraines are something else. I don't want to be like this. But there are some days where I can't get up. I don't want to get up. I can't eat. I eat too much, maybe, sometimes. Um, I can't read an email that comes in. I can't read it straight. And there are times where I'm on the ball. I'm, and I'm on the ball. And that's just life. And that's just what people... When people have it, we just get on with it. And we do deal with it. But, um, yeah. But, um. Yeah, my fear, I've I've laid myself very, very bare today. More bare than I expected. But look, if this, if something in this is saying, if you are listening to something in this and you're saying, wow, okay, she, someone else has it. Um, maybe you're someone older than me and you're thinking, oh, uh, older people can get it. It's not just a kid thing. It's not just a teenage thing to have a panic attack or whatever. And the kids can listen and say, well, it's not just, uh, it's not, it's, it's not just a kid thing. The adults get it too. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just um, that full circle. And hopefully my nakedness, metaphorical nakedness, of course, I'm fully clothed, um, will help you in some way, I hope. I sound like a fucking martyr, but I don't mean to be. I am not. don't mean it in like a I'm brilliant uh, martyr me type of way. You know what I mean? But why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because don't self-diagnose don't um don't do it i the only reason i'm coming to these conclusions is because the gp has said this is what it sounds like do you want to go back go and do further tests and i was like no 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 no. i'm fine thank you i'm fine thank you i don't want to know what's wrong with me um which is wrong too you gotta know what's wrong with you to fix it but um don't self-diagnose and don't, but don't ignore it either don't ignore the problem like if you're not being right now everyone nobody can cope properly with this but like if your coping skills aren't dealing right w- with things you gotta fix it um lockdown is pulling out a lot of those weaknesses i think i think between the thoughts and the panic and the stress and the strain on the body I know it's bad for me. I know I'm going through a bad patch because I can't get up in the morning. As in like when the usually first alarm, I'm up, I'm gone. It takes about six alarms to get me up now. And that's not true going to bed late. That's not true being tired. It's just I can't get up. I don't want to get up. I just can't. Um, I think as well, especially this time with January blues and everything, people are lonely. Like, this is really fucking lonely time. Like I see, yeah, I see my, I go and I see my family and I'm very privileged to do that. I understand that. Um, And in the same breath, I say, like I said before, I want my alone time too. And I'm kind of afraid to meet new people and I'm afraid, but I feel, I just want to see my friends. I just want to hug somebody. I just want to talk to somebody and be able to put my hand on their shoulder when I'm talking to them. And, or just even... I don't know, give them a pat on the back. I, I don't even know. I just feel, I just fed up of everything. I'm fed up of being lonely and I'm fed up of people taking the piss. Okay. The sadness is done. I've I've said my sad rant. I've gotten all my feelings out. I feel a little bit of a weight lifted. Let's finish on a positive note for this conversation. What can we do to fix these feelings? What can we do right now? This phone keeps fucking beeping. I swear to God, I'm gonna have a panic attack. Oh my god, leave me alone. As you can see, I'm coping really, really well. <laughs> okay. Oh, actually, laughing is really nice. Do you ever get that, guys, when you've had, like, a kind of a shit day or, and you feel a lot of tension in your chest and then someone makes you laugh and then that f- tension is all relieved? So I'd recommend go and make yourself laugh. That would be great. Um, if you're having trouble laughing, I would recommend getting someone to sit on your chest. Because when someone puts pressure on your chest or on your stomach, you automatically laugh without even thinking about it. I don't know why, but you do. Um, 
yeah, let's look at some positives here. What can we do? Okay, so keep the exercise up for me and take on a new hobby. Do something new. So I was about to say do Italian lessons, but I probably won't get to Italy now after I got the fucking job. But anyway, oh, no, 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 no. Stop, stop. Back to the positive, back to the positive, back to the positive. I could start baking. I could start cooking. I could um, read, dedicate more time to reading. Um, I could send me your suggestions please <laughs> send me your suggestions if you don't mind thank you Um, I could just keep doing more podcasts I feel like I've I feel better I feel better when I get stuff done so I just need to force myself to get stuff done when I'm meant to do them and not leave them for the next day uh, so that could be something to combat the loneliness I think I'm just going to have to deal with that one. And I'm going to have to keep doing what I'm doing. Because like, it's not like I'm not talking to friends. I'm talking to friends every day. Reaching out. Making sure everyone's okay. And they're doing the same for me. So I've just got to keep doing that. For the phone. Oh, the phone. i just got to be. I. You know what I'm going to do actually. I have my. And I think I would recommend this to you. Emails. I'm moving my email to another window of my home screen. So instead of my actual home screen. The one that I see all the time. I'm going to move it to another one. And that way I don't see them all the time. And that might help the situation. Keep on my to-do list. That might help as well. And what else was I saying was an issue? Oh yeah, the anxiety. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm going to need to go back to the doctor again. Because the doctor, I have no problem with saying it out loud. It's not, nothing to be ashamed of. The doctor did recommend to put myself on some medicine for a while. To calm myself down. And I said no. But um. I have a lot of friends, unfortunately, um, who have had to go on it and they have all worked well. Now, just to remember, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea about medicines. You have to get that done with a GP. So maybe if I try that for a while and see what happens. Can't be that bad. Like if it's going to calm everything down, maybe it's worth it. I don't know. I also want to talk to any parents that are listening right now. Um... Because obviously I understand ye are going through, parents are going through this. And my heart breaks for my mum because I know she's going through the same, not maybe not the exact same emotions as me, but I know she's going through the same stresses as me. And I'm, I'm, I'm dying to help her in some way. And I don't know how to help her. Um, I don't know how to help the situation or make things easier or anything like that. Isn't it always when you talk about your mom that you get the most emotional? Okay, but like, I don't know, I don't know what to say for kid, for younger people listening, for their parents. All I can say is be there, try and be a positive light, try and keep the conversation positive, and um, listen if they need, if you like, your parents need someone to talk to too, and sometimes that might be you if you're from a single fam, uh, single parent home, your parents will need to talk to you, um, especially me because I'm the oldest, um. I haven't said that Maria is maturely the older one, but I'm still somewhat there as well. Um, so for kids wanting to help their parents, please listen to them. Please try and help them if you can. If you're going out for a walk, invite them for a walk. Um, try and get them away from the screens as well. Because remember, if we're having a shit time with screens, so are they. Because they're seeing the exact same content we're seeing. Um, so just watch out for your parents because unfortunately... A lot of parents now don't have their parents to look for, especially in these things. Like imagine, think of all the times that we've felt shit in this situation and we've turned to our mom or we've turned to our dad or our guardians or our uncles or our aunts or whoever is our role model in our lives. And then think how it would feel if we couldn't have them to turn to. Um, And like my mom doesn't have her parents anymore and I, it kind of, it puts everything into perspective. Um, I love you, ma'am, if you're listening. I really do love you. Um, and now I will admit it's an uncomfortable conversation to have when your parent, when you know your parent is struggling or having a tough day or whatever and you can't help. It's an awful feeling. So be sure that not to run away from that feeling. Sit in it. 
be there for your parent don't um ignore the situation and I know I'm definitely a victim not a victim but I've definitely been a player of that game or whatever you want to say it but yeah that's all I can say really for how kids could help parents but as a as a as a daughter who has a very understanding mother <laughs> um I would say for parents the best thing you can do for your kids right now not that I can tell you, I have no children of my own, obviously. But the best thing you can do is just listen. I would say, try not to tell them that everyone else is having a tough time too. Because that doesn't help, that makes the child feel, or the child, your child, your, your your offspring, I suppose, feel kind of inferior and kind of feel a bit stupid for saying, oh God, I, I feel bad now for 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 being upset and complaining and it kind of invalidates feelings. So make sure you don't say, well, everyone else is suffering too. Um, let them have their moment, let them talk. And I would also say, try and get them out of the room. It's very hard because you want to be in your room a lot. You want to be away from people a lot. Um, well, I, I do. So I'm just talking for the people who want to be who are like me and don't want to be around people but are also very lonely which is a fucking oxymoron but anyway um I would say try and do things like we're in our school now we're doing uh, staff are doing a walk and my mom and I work in the same school um so I'm going my to do my best to try the two of us go for a walk in the evening and just kind of bond that way again um but yeah you just gotta we gotta give everybody space we gotta give everybody time and we gotta give everybody a chance I think and I think yes there are people out there who are having a really hard time but to say to somebody who needs help ah well it's not as big as anybody else's problems that's invalidating so make sure you don't invalidate make sure you just listen don't offer advice unless they're asked for it unless the mother or unless the mother or the child or the person who you're talking to asks for advice I wouldn't say give it um unless they really need it because I'm sure they've thought about it and they've talked about the million other scenarios that could have happened maybe that makes does that make sense I don't know things are quite shit right now guys they're really really shit for everyone for more people than others there are different degrees like I said at the start but that doesn't make your situation any more difficult okay so for example I haven't had COVID touch wood again but my my friend Amelia has okay Amelia has had COVID right that's a very difficult situation for her but unfortunately as an outsider all I can say is oh shit Amelia what can I do for you be there for her when she needs you but it doesn't make your situation any easier do you know what I mean and that's how, that might sound a bit selfish but it makes sense when it comes to the exercising and the weight and the stuff I'm actually avoiding online shopping um, and I'd recommend to you guys as well if you're like myself and you're a bitch and you know that buying clothes and if the clothes don't fit you the exact way you want them to it'll make you feel sad I would say stay away from online clothes shopping because I have a very strange body type so on online clothes shopping my sizes are totally different than normal so uh, than what I normally get I mean um, so it's very frustrating and I look forward to the clothes so so much and then that one will fit will be too big another will be too small and I'll just feel shit and um, I'd recommend you stay away from that stuff too for my older audience I'd recommend staying away from alcohol because it's just sad drinking alone at home it's just sad like not sad as in pathetic but it's sad for the person doing it there's that phone fucking going again oh my god <laughs> I swear to god if this is It's somebody telling me something really stupid. Oh my god, I'm gonna throw the phone out the window. <gasps> okay. It's time to go. But look, this was a quite a negative episode. This was quite a given out episode. And I'm sorry for that. I'm trying to plant it in around 
lots of happy stuff so that way you won't worry um or you won't be totally brought down but I just wanted to express this because I've always like I said always been one to pride honesty and I have to be honest and when I was in this moment I had the chance to actually put it down on quote-unquote paper um I was going to do it this time and hopefully you'll find some benefit from it and you'll it won't make it any easier, but you'll find some comfort in the fact that somebody else is having a shit time too. And they're expressing, maybe what something, some things I've said to you about maybe not having this, find the same joy in your hobbies. Um, that might re- resonate with you, but just mind yourselves, okay? I want to say thank you to everybody who's got involved in this podcast. Thank you to Beardfire for the music, producing the music. Um, thank you to Granny Fahy, Granny Graphics for the graphics on all things Scattered and Katie G and on the merch as well. We do have a merch store. I didn't put the ad in for today's episode because it kind of would be a bit ingenuine being like, oh, poor me. By the way, buy my merch. I don't particularly care if you buy it or not. Um, I just want you guys to know that Gráinne Fahey is amazing and she's did the artwork for it and you should ask Gráinne if you need, if you want to spend your money on anything, get a commission from Gráinne Fahey and ask her to draw you something. That'd be brilliant. And thank you all for listening. Thank you to my dear friends who are always there for me. I really appreciate you in everything you do. And thank you for listening to me and being there for me um my final thought for you as I leave is something that my friend told me last night he rang and he was chatting to me all about space and giving me all these space facts and I would recommend everyone go and look at space facts because that would remind you how small we are in the world and how this too shall pass and there's a bigger plan for all of us and um, this will come to an end as in this coronavirus this pandemic we'll all get our vaccines soon there is light at the end of the tunnel and once we're at the end of the tunnel let's make sure we never get back to this place again mind yourselves everyone stay safe stay here and um, as always there is helplines in the show notes as well if you feel like you need to talk to somebody mind yourselves everyone and I'll see you when I see you